Shalom Aleichem on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Memtes, Babakama 49b, pagination is 98. Starting from the Mishnah, the last quarter of the page. We're dealing with the topic of Bor, an obstacle or a, literally a pit that was dug. And we have an interesting, somewhat counterintuitive concept that we have to explore. When it comes to an animal doing damage, so it's mamono hamazik, it's an asset, it's something that you own, and it did damage, so you're responsible for it. When it comes to a pit, on the other hand, if you own the pit, if you really intensely own the pit, then to a certain extent we could ask the question, so what's this other guy doing over here? him or his animal falling into it and getting damaged. It's not his place. What is your animal doing in my place? And therefore we have to explore the possibility that a pit dug in Rishus Harabim in the public area is more reason to obligate the, quote, owner of the pit, because although he's not the owner, you can't own the public area, but at least then his obstacle was clearly accessible to the other people, and that precisely is his avla, his offense, that in a place where they are entitled to walk, he created an obstacle. So, the less he owns it, the more it makes sense to make him obligated to pay. Now that concept and perspective on Bor is supported by a famous expression, There are two things that are not in a person's possession. But the Torah makes it as if it's in your possession. It makes you responsible for them. And they are chametz on Pesach. It's forbidden to own. Your ownership may be nothing. But you still own it. That you're in violation. If you owned it from before Pesach, you're in violation. And the other is our topic. Bor Bishasarabim. You don't own it. But precisely because you don't own it, other people had a right to walk there and you did them damage. If the person truly owns the pit, then on a certain level, it makes sense that he should be obligated to pay. It's almost the same as Mamono Amazik, the animal that did damage. It's yours and it did damage. It's a little different as the first Mishnah of the Masechta explained that Bar, the person who got damaged, came to you, whereas by other forms of damage, the damager went to the one who got damaged. But it's yours. The pit is yours. So I understand why you're being obligated. However, we would have to work through why this other pe- person was there 
in order to get damaged. If it's not his location, why is he walking here? A person on his own property could dig a well. Now, there may be other zoning considerations, um, safety rules that any municipality could enact. For example, there could be a rule that you can't have a pool without a fence of a certain height, but fundamentally, it's your location. And the question is, why is somebody else going there? If we have an answer for that, why the other person is going there, then we have liability. If we don't have an answer for that, then depending on the norms of that society, one can ask, what were you doing here that you ended up getting damaged? Let's look at the Mishnah. A person digs a pit in his own area, but it's opening the place where a person would fall in is in the public area, and the definition of such a pit is wherever the person would slip into it. Or he makes a pit in the public area. So Chayev, these cases are going to be Chayev. Those are cases of Bar. It doesn't matter if the Bar was made in the private area or it's made in the public area. If people have access to it and they slip in, so then he's liable. Let's skip down to five lines from the bottom. Amar Rabba, Rabba said, Everybody agrees that if a pit is in the public area, the owner, the one who created it, is going to be obligated, even though it's not his land. My time a why? Because the Pesach says, In Parshas Mishpatim, Perik Chaf Aleph, Pesach Lamed Gimel, the description is that a person opened or uncovered. There's no concept that he has to own it. The fact is that he opened it. He made that damage available. If he's open, even for opening it, so certainly if he dug it, the focus here is to show us that it has nothing to do with ownership, it has to do with creating the damage. Moving on to the next page, but if the pit is in his own area, Rabbi Akiva Sava, Rabbi Akiva holds, Bor Nami Chayev, such a case is also obligated, the owner of the pit. That means even though you own it, and no one has business falling into your pit. Nevertheless, if it was in such close proximity that people would fall in, Ba'al Habor, Yishalem, the owner of the pit, is also obligated and it makes no difference whether it's Rishus HaYochid, Rishus HaRabim. The only consideration by Rishus HaYochid is why was this person over there in a way that he ended up getting damaged. Indeed, in Shulchan Aruch, Simen Taf Yud, Seif Vav, Echad Afof Chofer Bor makes no difference 
if you're digging in Rishus HaRabim, or the Machaba gives a case, Shechofar Uposach L'Rishuso, he dug a pit in his own area, V'hifkir Rishuso V'lo Hifkir Boro, and he made his land Hefker, gave it over to the public, but he didn't give over the pit. The pit, perhaps, was a great benefit to him. He stored water in it. So he gave them everything except for the pit. And now someone fell into the pit, so they had every reason to be near that pit in a way that they could fall in. Harezechayev bin Ezakov, he's going to be obligated to pay for the damage. Now, in Sif Dalid, there's an interesting rule. A person who digs a pit, or a person who buys a pit, or it's given to him as a gift. All of those cases are going to be chayiv. All of these cases, he's going to be obligated. The Pischei Choshen, in Perek Zion of Nizakin, Footnote Chaf Gimel brings an interesting question, very intriguing, from the Shar Mishpat. We mentioned that there are certain things that are not yours, but the Torah makes them yours. And Borbisha Sarabim is an example. And so he poses the question just like a person can't sell his chametz after it's forbidden and claim, well, it's no longer mine, the Torah puts it right back into his possession. He has to destroy it. Huadin, the same halacha could be applied, he suggests. How could you sell your pit? You dig a pit. It's a danger. It's a menace to society. And now you're selling it? How exactly does that work? The Torah would say, it goes straight back into your resource. You're obligated for it. Now, there might be numerous ways to approach this because chametz and bor are not exactly the same and perhaps by bor there is indeed an intrinsic value to it. It's a water pit, for example, and maybe you could sell it with its liability to somebody else But in any case, the wording of the answer that he suggests to this question is Yischayev halokeach midin shomer. Even if the ownership of the pit cannot transfer because the Torah keeps putting it back into the possession of the person who dug it illegally, nevertheless, if a person buys it, he's taking responsibility. He becomes a guardian on the pit. And perhaps on such a level, the recipient becomes liable. This, of course, is related to the classic consideration, particularly by nonprofits, where someone gives you something and you're not sure you want it. At first glance, sure, give me land and I'll sell it, I'll make money. On the other hand, if there's an oil tank there, or there's a bore that can do damage to people in some way, 
So then I'm not sure I want this. Imagine if someone would donate a pit of water, but he dug it in the public area. So you're getting the water, you're getting the pit, but it's coming with potential liability. So if that transfer works at at all is a consideration, but if the person would accept it, then they would have an obligation like a guardian to take care of it and ensure that people do not get damaged. Yeshe Koach, thank you for joining.